coaching is changing. No more gatekeepers. No more barriers. No one standing between you and your readers. Do you want to make a living from your writing? Join indie bestseller Mark Dawson and James Blatch as they shine a light on the secrets of self-publishing success. This is The Self-Publishing Show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. Hello and welcome to The Self-Publishing Show with me, Mark Dawson. And because I'm in a merciful mood this week, I've given James the week off. Um, and I'll be doing a solo show today based upon some of the feedback that I had from our listeners and viewers from previous um, uh, solo shows when they've asked for specific kind of topics for me to cover. And the one I'm going to look at today is time management for authors, because I know that is, um, it's difficult, uh, especially when there's lots to do. And it seems sometimes like there's always more and more to do. Um, and I think it is it is quite important to be able to look at the things that we have on our plate and try to find ways to help us to do the important things, work out which things are important, which things perhaps not quite so important, and put together a strategy to help us to tackle those things, most importantly of all, without burning out. Definitely something that is a thing in the indie space, something that I've seen happen quite a lot. Um, a lot of the authors who um, started publishing when I did um, aren't around anymore and, and I don't mean that in any kind of uh, mortality sense but just in, in the sense that they've either moved off to do other things they found it was too much they burned out um, and I, I found I found that too myself sometimes occasionally you know you kind of look at the, the list of things to do and there's my list is, is right over there as I as I record this and it is pretty daunting there's a lot on it um, and it's very easy to kind of look at something like that and just think there's no way that you're going to, going to be able to get through it because you know that new things will be added all the time. So there is um, something to be said for working out a strategy to help you deal with that kind of um, overwhelming sense of weight of things that need to be done. So we'll be looking at that today. I'll look at um, how I break my day down um, and I'll tell you the kinds of things that I do because um, it's not just writing for me. There's lots of other things, including this, of course, the podcast and SPF and um, Hello Books and Fuse and everything else that, that goes with that. So I'll go through those things. I'll go through what my day today has looked like, what a typical day looks like, and some of the strategies that I've developed to help me to um, keep on top of a fairly, a fairly full inbox most of the time. But before I jump into that, a couple of bits of news um, just worth uh, skimming over quickly. Um, and actually, also, before I get into that, I should say, um, if there's anything that you would like me to talk about in these um, solo shows, then please do drop us a line at uh, mark at selfpublishingformula.com. You can also um, leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube, um, or uh, you can drop a comment in the Facebook group as well, SPF Community, and I'll probably get it um, at some point and then I can add it to the list of things that I might want to cover in the future. But yes, as I said, some news first of all. So we are back now from Vegas, as we said, I think in, in the last podcast um, on Friday. Had a really fantastic time. Um, I kind of combined that with a trip um, to Cleveland and then to New York. Saw some publishing friends in New York. Flew back from New York um, I might just add in there that I also I was in the lounge in New York at JFK and um, I'm 99.99% I'm 
100% sure that Peter Dinklage uh, walked past Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Um, but as uh, as we kind of get nearer to Christmas, uh, of course, he's uh, very well known for playing uh, a very funny role in, for me, the, the best Christmas film, Elf. And um, I, I texted my kids uh, whilst I was sitting in, in the lounge having dinner as, as Peter walked past and um, they were asking me to, to take a photograph and I said I couldn't do that uh, and then my, my daughter said I should uh, go up and call him an elf and um, of course if you've seen that, that scene then you'll know what happens when he's being called an elf one too many times. So I, anyway I decided not to do that and um, got on my plane and, and flew home but um, yeah a bit of a, a, a diversion there but it was it was quite funny so yes got home um, then have been kind of um, nose to the grindstone over the course of the last week it has been busy uh, there's lots and lots of things and that's that of course is what I'm going to be talking about in this episode give you a, a bit of an idea of, of what a, a day looks like um, but yes 20 bucks is no more um, so Craig Martell who has skillfully captained uh, the conference for the last five, six, seven years. I'm not entirely sure how many he's done now. Uh, he has stepped down and handed over to Joe Solari, who's a, a friend of ours. We know Joe quite well. Um, and he has uh, rebranded it as Author Nation. We mentioned this last time, and I think it's a pretty good name. Um, and I know that um, if tickets aren't available already, they will be soon. Um, and pretty sure that we'll be going Um we we love we love the conference it's uh it's a big conference with lots and lots of um authors there uh lots of industry folk as well so it's really good for kind of just catching up with everyone seeing uh what's going on with them and their companies so i think it's it's a pretty um a, a pretty solid bet that at least i'll be there next year but probably james and me and and young tom as well will will go along and uh um enjoy time um in in glorious las vegas um Apart from that, and on the subject of conferences, our own conference, SPS Live, the fourth time we've run this uh, on the south bank of the Thames in the um, uh, Royal Festival Hall. Fantastic venue. I'm just getting into the programming stage for that now, and I've had um, quite a lot of people who would like to come and talk, so I'm starting to think about what that might look like. But uh, tickets are available at the early bird price, um, and it's 25th and 26th of June 2024. And you can get those tickets and find out about the conference and also see uh, kind of a run through of what last year's was, was like at, I think it's uh, www.selfpublishingformula.com forward slash SPS live. Pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but yeah, go and have a look. Um, we are looking forward to that. We'll be having a party again on the Wednesday evening um, and just tons of, of fun things to start thinking about as we get into next year. Um, and then just finally, um, on AI, um, again, we, we know this is a divisive topic and I had some, um, some polite emails but kind of dissenting voices coming through after we mentioned it last week. Uh, ChatGPT, ignoring the fact that the company seems to be tearing itself to bits at the moment, as, as I record this, they've added some really cool new features um, over the course of the last couple of weeks, kind of specific GPTs that are um, aimed at doing certain things. And some of them are a little bit kind of esoteric, so you can um, ask it to... Um, there's one that's programmed to think about recipes and cooking and stuff, so you can give it a list of the favorite things that you like to eat and perhaps the things that are in your fridge and it will put some uh, put a, a weekly uh, dinner plan together for you with recipes if you want um, so that's quite fun but the one that immediately caught my eye and I've been I saw it yesterday and I've been buzzing ever since really is 
a model that's based on uh, helping you understand and and do statistical analysis. And one of the things I've I've been looking for for ages and ages and ages is a really solid read through calculation. So by read through, if you've taken any of our courses, you'll know how important this is. If you buy book one in a series, um, what is the actual value of that sale? If you've got a 10 book series, it probably isn't the uh, the royalty that you got for the first book. And unless, of course, you're yeah, unless the book is so bad that no one's going to read book two or book three. Assuming that the books are good, um, then the most likely book that the reader of book one will buy next is going to be book two. So we need to work out a model that enables us to work out what the value of that first sale is. Because if it's not $2.99, um, if it's $10.99, that makes a fundamental difference to the amount we can spend when we're advertising in order to get someone to buy that first book. So I'll probably do something on this um, separately because it's a big topic and it's super important. Um, but I spent a bit of time with the, uh, with the model yesterday just kind of explaining what I wanted giving it the sales numbers on the Milton series and asking it to calculate and also giving it the royalties that I received for each book and then asking it to calculate um, the, the, the read through value, the percentage of people who go from book one all the way to the end, 21, 22 books now, and what those readers are worth to me. Um, and if I just kind of um, just gonna open up that chat now on the screen to my left and very interestingly, it told me that, and this is kind of what I expected, um, across the 20 books that I gave it, so there's actually about 22 in the series now, but across the 20 books, starting with people who buy the cleaner, 9.8% of people who start with book one go on to read all 20 books. Um, and uh, that means that every time I sell a copy of the cleaner, given the read-through rate to all the subsequent books in the series and the royalties I gave uh, ChatGPT to, to work out, it's told me that I can expect to earn approximately $47 in total. So it's a little higher than I had on my model, but it's probably not a million miles away. And I'm going to be doing quite a bit of um, stress testing to see how, how much that, um, how reliable that is, because I think that's probably a little bit high. But in most of my um, ad models, when I'm working out on the kind of the daily spreadsheet, what I'm looking, what I'm spending, what I'm making, I also project what I think I might make when read-through is taken into account, usually calculating it on either three books additionally, five books additionally, or seven books. So I don't even go all the way to the end of the series. So um, actually, no, I, I'm going to change that. I, I actually told it the the accurate, the more accurate values. Um, so uh, book one earns me $2.09, books two, three, and four, two seventy nine each, and then books five through 20, because they're four ninety nine. 349. So on that basis, uh, it thinks that I can expect to earn $61 every time I sell book one. So yes, I, I think that is on the high side, but even if it is a quarter of that, um, or even if it is, let's say a third of that, that's that's a really significant amount. And it does mean that I can spend much more um, on buying that first book, um, on selling, sorry, selling that first book than might otherwise have thought to have been the case. So yeah, I mean, super interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I love, I, I love the fact that you can explain this in as simple as English as you can, or even if you can't explain it properly, it's pretty good at working out what you want, um, and then it will go away and work out what that is. And if you, if that's matching with the um, the spreadsheet that I've been using, and it's not million miles away uh, that I've been using for the last seven or eight years, that gives me extra confidence that I'm on the right, um, on the right track. 
What is also suggested, and what I should have done ages ago, is actually survey my authors, sorry, survey my readers, and find out uh, people on my mailing list how far they go through. So I'll do that as well, with the caveat that if they're on my mailing list, there's probably some bias there that they're more likely to be uh, fans who would go on to read more than just people who read the first one but never signed up. Um, so there needs to be a little bit um, working into there because I suspect the read-through for my mailing list is much higher than it would be for someone who didn't join my mailing list. But again, it's another data point, and I can feed it into ChatGPT, and it will work out for me what it thinks is a reasonable... Um, reasonable amount again i'm kind of health warning there don't base all of your spending on on that kind of calculation because you need to keep benchmarks you need to make sure that what you're expecting to happen is actually happening in real life in terms of the money that's going into your bank account and the money that's going out to facebook or amazon for the ads but interesting stuff and and really really important okay so i am going to get into the main um gist of this episode now and talk about time management for authors um and it is you know it, it is an important thing um it's uh, you know it is important to have a strategy for dealing with something and especially when it kind of feels sometimes like there is more and more being given to us to do so you know if if you followed everything that we teach in the ads for authors course for example then you need to be looking at um, amazon ads facebook ads bookbub bookbub ads um tiktok maybe you want to do pinterest a youtube channel you know, if you start thinking about it like that, there's so much, it's just not possible. Because of course you're gonna be writing as well. So um, it is, it can feel daunting. Now the main thing I would say about that is that you can't do everything, it's just impossible. Um, I don't really spend that much time, I don't spend any time on YouTube apart from SPF, but we have someone who does that for us. Um, I don't spend any time on TikTok. I, I kind of looked at it, it's just not my thing. Um, I think I would struggle to produce the videos I'm, I'm quite happy being in front of a camera but i think actually producing interesting videos that would be successful for my readers who might not be on tiktok maybe it's just it just felt to me like one more thing that i, I can't really do so i don't i don't do that um yes there's fomo do i think i could be missing out by by not being on tiktok yeah definitely um i think there is there is that but i think you you just have to kind of bear that in mind and just think that there is there's a limit you can't do everything um and you know there is a risk that maybe i'm missing out but that's fair enough um i've got to pick the things that i think are best suited for me and my books and concentrate on those um there just isn't time for me to do everything uh, especially when i've got two kids uh, i've got you know dog to walk all of these kinds of things um to, to balance you, you have to kind of say at some point i can't do that and and not do it Anyway, so for I mean the, for the business that we we have, um, let's just give you kind of a rough idea of, of of what I have on my plate and the help that I have to do that because some of these things I couldn't do without without help. So, starting with books, the thing that if you put a gun to my head and said you can only do one thing going forwards, what would it be? It would be my writing because it's the thing I enjoy the most, and it's also fortunately the thing that makes me the most money. So, obviously, my interest and my um, my time is going to be directed to that if if that was all I could do. But for the books, there really is just me. Um, there isn't anyone else in the, in the business. I do all my ads myself. Um, I 
I have translators. My Actually, my brother kind of runs that side of things. So he does the liaison with the translators, and that's very helpful. He's good at that. I don't need to chase the translators. He he knows where we are in terms of you know the team and what books they're writing, have they been paid, all of that. That's very helpful to get that off my plate. And, and now that we've got, I think, four translators in Germany, two in France, and, and kind of looking to scale up the French side of things, that has been invaluable for me. So Craig helps me with that, um, and, and that's great. I do have a PA, um, Mads, who helps me with bits and bobs. But even though I've tried to give her stuff, it's just it's not that she can't do it. It's just I, I'm quite reluctant to hand off stuff. Um, that's just that's a quirk of my character. I think I find it quite difficult to hand off things uh, to other people, not just her, but to anyone at all, really. Um, ads are are particularly difficult um, I think I'm pretty good at doing the ads um, I know my books better than anybody else there is a big learning curve um, when it comes to running ads ads successfully and even though I've tried to find people to kind of hand off Amazon or Facebook ads I've never found anybody that I feel I would be comfortable in recommending um, the only exception to that would be uh, book, Books Flyer, um, uh, Sarah and Ricardo from Readsy. That's a pretty good um, little tool uh, that I think has a lot of potential, a lot of promise. Um, but beyond that, actually running the ads, no, I, it's, it's something that I think I have to do myself. And I mean, weirdly, I quite enjoy it, which kind of says something about my character, I think, as well. But it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it is just me really on that side of things. So, um when you when you look at my books business i mean even formatting i do that myself with vellum um there isn't and Stu does my covers but because oh, i i couldn't possibly do that but a, apart from that there isn't really anybody else in that business moving on to hello books um so our books production sorry our books promotion service hello books um we've handed that over now after building it for 18 months we've handed over the back end work to the excellent team at written word media so feral and ricky run that for us now and we're in charge of advertising we build the author list we build the reader list uh, but they actually do the the processing the customer service um sending the emails all of that is done by them which has been a real bonus because there was a team of about five of us on that um and james and i were quite happy to hand that over and just keep the the, the small bits that we can continue to do without too much bother fuse um so our publisher our little kind of boutique publisher that's just james and me really at, at the moment with a couple of kind of uh, freelancers who help us um tina is is one who help us with kind of contact with authors and taking care of payments and all of that kind of stuff um but things are brewing um with fuse now you'll know what that is if you were at 20 books uh, i'll have much much more to say about that soon um but suffice it to say that it, it is super super busy at the moment and uh, all of the weight is on my shoulders um, because there's some legal stuff not bad legal stuff good legal stuff um that is just because i am unfortunately i was a lawyer um it, it made sense um for me to handle that rather than james so th there is an awful lot of uh, of law for me to wade through and it's been that way for about seven or eight weeks and that is it's a grind um i don't enjoy it um, I, I'm okay at it I think I'm not brilliant but I'm good enough to be able to kind of be the point man between um, 
the lawyers and the company so uh that is busy um but and and in that business is really pretty much the, you know is james i mean mostly james in terms of um kind of running the day-to-day of that but at the moment probably i'm i'm slightly ahead of james in, in terms of how much time is required then there's spf so there's a team of um four of us kind of uh, core spf staff me james Tom and Catherine. Um, we have uh, other people who help with with bits and pieces, so putting the podcast together, um, doing our social media, running the conference. Um, there are people we we bring in uh, on kind of con- on a contractor basis as as we need them, and they're all amazing, and we're all incredibly grateful that they're able to help us because otherwise it would be tough. I mean, SPF is a it's a pretty big operation now, um, and even just doing this podcast every week is is a bit of a, a time suck um so i've had to carve out you know an hour today to do to do this um solo episode so it is it is a lot to do um i don't mind doing it at all it's one of the things i i really enjoy is being able to talk to uh to authors and and share experience and news and views on things um but yeah it, it is a lot of work and that's why we have a, a decent team to help with that so those are the four main businesses. There's always bits and bobs, other things that come up. Of course, there's daily life. Um, so I have two small kids. I've got a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. Uh, I've got a dog who's just sitting down there who needs uh, needs plenty of exercise. He's, he's quite energetic, so I do that. Um, there's a house to run. So we, we have a bit of help for that, which is, is, is really fantastic. But there's always things to do. Like, I, mean, we have, I mean, today I had builders around because we've got a leak under the kitchen floor which means that we're going to have to have the the floor up so we can find the leak fix the leak put the floor down again it's just these it's daily life and it's nothing special in that it's annoying but these things come up and they have to be dealt with so that kind of gets added in as well but if i tell you about my my own schedule just what happened today and what generally happens i usually have this the pattern is usually similar to this but a little bit different today just just because i had some tasks that were more important than would otherwise be the case but I usually get up about six, uh, six fifteen usually, um, and uh, the first hour and a half is is kind of getting the house awake and on its feet and started. So kind of uh, getting the kids their breakfast, making coffee for me and Lucy, um, and and then making sure the kids get to school. So I usually take the kids to school. Uh, it's a, a quick drive to the. They're both the schools are near each other, so I drop the kids off. I drive back, I get home usually about half past eight, um, and then I'll walk Scout for usually an hour. I think today was about 75 minutes. I'll, I'll usually do four or five kilometers with him, which is, is good for me in terms of kind of mental health. It's good for me in terms of kind of setting out the day and, and the week, and, and also for getting ideas for writing. It's one of the best, walking has been for ages, one of the best um methods i found to think about plot think about titles how to get milton or atticus or beatrix or isabella from point a to point b in a way that's interesting for readers all of that kind of stuff i I usually solve most of my problems when i'm out walking sometimes i listen to music um, sometimes i listen to podcasts other times like today i don't listen to anything at all just enjoy being out and about in nature and just letting kind of thoughts percolate so i can uh, get to my desk knowing what the plan looks like for the rest of the day and i usually get to my desk probably about 9 30 um and what i normally do i'll tell you what i normally do and then tell you what i did today i mean normally i will um write in the morning so i usually aim to do two thousand words a day in terms of 
that's what I would like my output to be. I can normally hit that. Um, sometimes if I'm in the kind of the, the uh, at the start of the book um, or just in the start of the process of writing the book, I can I can perhaps get three thousand, three and a half thousand words. Um, my best ever day, and I don't know, um, I don't really know how I how I manage this because I've never got close again. I did twelve and a half thousand words one day, which is crazy now looking back on it. But you know, and I I know there's no sense in me chasing that. Um, it was just one of those weird conjunctions of excitement about the book I was writing and just being completely in the flow. Um, but no, yeah, normally say two and a half thousand would be a, a day I'd be happy with. And I can usually do that by round about lunchtime. So I'll usually have lunch maybe 12 or 12.30. Um, and I'll, I'll probably not, I won't work over lunch. I'll take half an hour, maybe um, eat with Lucy or I'll go, I'll, I'll watch some YouTube videos or I might, if the NFL is on, I might watch um, a game from the previous evening or some of a game. Um, just do something completely different, just to reset um, the clock so that I can get back to my desk in the afternoon and, and attack what needs the rest of the stuff that needs to be done. So um, into the afternoon, that is my kind of switch point. So I go from being Mark the writer in the morning to being Mark the business owner, marketer, advertiser. Uh, I run the business. I do the kind of the business tasks in the afternoon. And usually I might, you know, it could be uh, emails, for example, or, you know, anything at all, um, but isn't involving new words. And I'll probably write, I'll probably do that until late afternoon. I might um, do a little bit more writing if I have time. Um, I will then um, usually, well, for every day I'll get some exercise in. So I've got um, two Peloton machines in the gym beneath where I'm recording this. And I'll probably do between half an hour and an hour of cardio um and again that's 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 i mean that's been quite important for just giving me some mental time away from work it's quite meditative you kind of get into the flow of it you you know you maybe i might watch a bit of tv whilst i'm doing it i might listen to music um and just kind of get my head down and and get my pulse up for maybe as say half an hour 45 minutes um and I think that that has been something that I found really valuable. I've been doing that now for a good year, um, and every, every day I'll I'll try and do at least half an hour of exercise, and that that has been important. I'll usually finish at around between six fifteen and six thirty, and that will almost always be it. I I don't work in the evenings, um, and I don't work seriously in the weekend. I might come and do kind of ad checks for an hour and a half, maybe Saturday or Sunday. Um, it's a good you, you need to be able to keep on top of that and I find that's a good time to do it rather than doing it every day which is what I used to do um, maybe once a week or twice a week is enough now just to make sure that everything is behaving as I want it to so today though it didn't quite look like that because I needed to prioritize um, some uh, some things that I had to do today that were more important than the writing so um, I did. Um, I had a legal email to deal deal with on Fuse, which required me to um, attack that when I had a lot of energy, kind of fresh thinking. So I did that first of all. Uh, responded to that email, read some fifty or sixty page documents that were very boring but important. Sent that to the lawyer, and I've got another call with her in uh, about forty five minutes, as I record this, to talk about that. Um, I needed to do this podcast, so I waited until the afternoon to record this, uh, but it had to be do had to be done today, so I needed to get that on the list. Um, I had a lot of emails to to respond to. I got reader emails, 
um, over the weekend after I sent uh, an email to my list on Saturday. So I probably had 20 or 30 um, emails just to respond to. And again, I can't write reams in response, but I'd still like to at least reply and acknowledge the fact that someone had taken the time to, to write to me, which I think is, is easy to miss that, but it's really important. And I think it's one of those things that's quite difficult to quantify. But if um, if a reader wrote to me, let's, let's think of it as the other way around. If I wrote to Brace Nellis when I was, well, I'm still a big fan of Brace Nellis, but if I'd written to him when I was a 21-year-old at college and he'd written back, I'm pretty sure I would have told all of my friends um, that, that had happened and how amazing it was and I think I probably would have sold a couple of books to to those uh, friends who might not otherwise have thought about buying one of his books and I'm sure that happens just generally with being grateful and polite when dealing with readers I think that goes an awfully long way and I still think um, it's it's worthwhile it doesn't scale I can't hand that off it would it would feel wrong to me if I gave that to to Mads to, to respond because they didn't write to her, they wrote to me. And I think it's it would be wrong if she responded or she tried to be, tried to be me when she was responding. That would feel terribly dishonest. So I, I can't do that, I have to do that myself. So I need to get that um, off my desk. I, I don't like my inbox to be full. I don't like, I like, I mean, ideally, the utopian vision, which I occasionally hit is inbox, inbox zero. Doesn't happen as much as I'd like. But if I can do that, then I, I, mean, <laughs> I usually take a screenshot and post it because it's it's cool. Um, so I had to do that. Um, I was so enthused by what I said about ChatGPT and read through that I wanted to do a survey for my readers, which I spent maybe half an hour on SurveyMonkey just putting that survey together. Um, after that, I mean, I, I I have got to writing and I've done, I did a little bit of writing at the weekend, which is a bit weird. So I've kind of done, at least I've added to my manuscript today, 2,800 words probably wrote six or seven hundred today um, eighteen hundred or so over the weekend and added that to the uh, Scrivener file this morning and looking at that makes me feel good as I hit 71,000 words of the new Milton book um, which you know I'm, I'm anxious to get it finished but I'm kind of savvy enough now to know that it's done when it's done um, there's no deadline um, I you know I'd love to get out before Christmas I, I won't um, and that's fine books ready when it's ready so um, I'll I'll get back to that after I after I've spoken to the lawyer at four o'clock. Um, anyway, so that's um, there's the ads that I need. I kind of need to check the ads, but I did that on Saturday. It can probably wait. If I'm being honest with myself, I don't think um, anything is going to be lost if I don't do that until next Saturday. But I'll probably do. I'll probably have a look at that Wednesday or Thursday just to see that things are where they are. So that's that's kind of what the day looks like generally. Um, in the evening, I cook. Um, again, that's another. Um, I find that relaxing. I'll put some music on. I'll I'll cook. I will uh, eat with Lucy. We'll watch a bit of shit TV. Um, put the kids to bed. Maybe watch a bit more shit TV. And then I'm usually in bed for ten thirty. Lights out at eleven thirty. Um, so I probably get about six six and a half hours sleep a night which is kind of probably not quite enough but it, it feels like it's enough for me um and that's basically that's what it looks like uh, usually uh, generally speaking creative work in the morning kind of non-creative business work in the afternoon with uh, a pivot lunchtime sometimes exercise is the pivot um but i that's when i kind of change modes from being creative to, to business owner but anyway, so let's just think of some general tips in terms of strategizing and how we can help to uh, balance all of this. Um, 
I think it is important that we prioritize. Um, it, you can look at all the things we have to do and it can seem daunting. I know this from experience. I, you can look at a, a to-do list and think that's a really big to-do list. Um, and that can feel like it's weighing down on you sometimes. And I, I've definitely felt that before. And the, the risk of that is that you just kind of go, you feel it's too much. And either the work that you do isn't to your normal standard or you just don't do the work at all. Uh, you, you just throw your hands up and you know time out for the rest of the day and you go and do something else, which of course is fine. But better to manage that so that you can do the things that are important, not worry so much about the things that you don't have to do today. You can do that tomorrow or you can do it next week or you can in some cases do it six months in the future or even not at all. So think about what are the things that are high impact for us as writers? Well, the most important thing is writing. So my advice to myself is always to at least get some words in um, and if I've done that, if I've if I've hit, say I do a thousand words, I'm probably going to feel okay about that. If I've done two thousand words and hit my target, I'm definitely going to be okay. Um, but I do want to get some words, and even on the really busy days like today, um, I want to make sure that I I have hit some words. Um, so that will be quite high on my list of priorities. I will probably most most days that will be the first thing that I do. Open Scrivener, write some words. Um, and then think about the tasks that you can you don't need to do yourself that they're important but you can hand off so you could look at outsourcing things like formatting if you want to there are there are ways that you can do that but again it's it's a fairly um formatting is a fairly infrequent and yet important task and i i i have a lot of time for doing that myself so i don't hand that off i will use vellum um to do that other tools are available some excellent tools now that weren't available 10 years ago when i had to um send my file to um, to Australia actually to a guy in Australia who did my formatting for me which was great because um, I didn't have to do it but then if I wanted to amend it it was it was difficult and took time something like Vellum makes it really really simple so um, yeah just think about you know what are the important things if you're if you're spending a lot of money on ads and money is something that you need to be you know concerned and cautious about then that might well be quite high up your list monitoring ads to make sure that Facebook doesn't run away with your budget um, or that your Amazon CPC is within bounds that you think are acceptable, that might well be very, very important, in which case you need to make sure that that's something that has your attention. Um, but look at your list and maybe you know grade them from one to five. Five being this is important for my career as, as a writer, to one, this is a shiny um, bell or whistle, perhaps not as important as other things and it can be, can be put off. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, um, I would say, um, actually number one, a, a good thing to avoid, just go back to that before I get to number two, is avoid time sucks and the internet and social media is definitely a, a big one. So um, I am guilty of this. I've still not really figured this out. Um, if I'm writing and I research something, so at the moment I'm looking to um, my right here and the, the book open is um, talking about Milton. He traveled to open square brackets. So it's a place in Ukraine, and I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, and I've left it there to kind of research it. Um, and that would mean going over to the internet, opening up Google, and then looking. Now the problem with me, I know exactly what I'm like. I will um, go somewhere else. So I'll probably go to the BBC. I might go um, to. Uh, I might start googling, researching, which I love doing. And then before you know it, 20 minutes is gone. I haven't written, written any words, and that square bracket that prompted me to go over to Google is still a square bracket. I haven't found out what I wanted. So it is difficult to do that um, to avoid that. 
any kind of suggestions on that i am all ears um social media is is a big one so i usually put my phone um over on the desk behind me so i have to actually it's not sitting there and tempting me with with opening it and i don't normally do facebook on my mac um so that's helpful um but yes i'm still a work in progress on kind of getting into that and i know i know there are um there's software available that will kind of close the internet at certain times but i'm not sure that would work for me um because i'd probably just I'd probably just open it again and get back into it. So, yeah, I'm certainly open to um, suggestions on how I can uh, avoid going down the internet rabbit hole. Anyway, um, number two, set realistic goals and deadlines. So I think it's just it's be realistic, pick goals that are achievable. Um, break down the writing process into manageable chunks. The same goes for the publishing process. And don't feel that there's a big deadline. Um, and also, you know, don't, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't compare yourself to me uh, in the same way that I don't compare myself to Amanda Lee, who I know writes 12,000 words a day. Um, I can't do that. Amanda is an absolute machine. I cannot do it. Um, I would love to do it, um, but uh, it's just not me. So there's no point looking at her and other people who are as prolific as that putting out a book a month. I can't do that. It's just not possible. So once you accept that, then hopefully that's that's not something that's going to put additional pressure on you um because that is that's that the way that the path to madness lies that way so you know you, you start looking at other people and driving yourself to do something that you're not able to do because you're just not able to you're too busy um they're different whatever you, you need to get out of that mindset where you're looking at them and thinking that you want to do what they do because you don't know what their circumstances are. They're very different from yours potentially. So get away from that um, and just look at look at it being uh, set achievable goals. So, I mean, I'm going to get my calculator out here because let's say you only have time for 500 words a day. Well, that's fine because if you do 500 words a day and you do it every day for a year, that's 182,000 words, which is either three short novels or two decent sized ones so if you think about it that way 500 words is not that much you can probably do that in an hour i mean i can probably do that in about 25 minutes if i'm really kind of getting down to it um so break it down into chunks um you know it's there's that phrase isn't there that how do you eat a whale well you do it one bite at a time so kind of break it down you know ninety thousand words um novel when you start with a blank piece of paper or blank screen that feels daunting but if you break it down that way um do a spreadsheet work out you know you want you've got you want to do it in 60 days how many words do you need to do and then work on that schedule doesn't matter if you if you go short one day because you'll balance it by going long another day um i find that helps um i, I i've got kind of spreadsheets going when i'm actually writing where i'll put my word count in and i can see how far along the path I am. I, I find that is quite helpful. And, you know, when it comes to to writing, you know, if you're full-time in a job at the moment, and I, I, I was at the BBFC for, for ages when I started writing, I find somewhere in that day where you can write. So for me, it was commuting. I, the, the time on the train was absolutely invaluable. And in 2014, as I was starting to really get into it, into things and they started to work for me, I, I wrote four books on the train, I think, that year. Um, you can find the time um you know there is that i know it's not always i know it's not always possible i'm just speaking generally but i think usually you can find five minutes a day um and that's fine or 10 minutes a day or, or half an hour a day whatever you can find you can squeeze out um that is 
going to be enough um, and then you know you, you you're flexible you you increase it if you have more time maybe you have to decrease for a bit because you're too busy whatever just find a bit of time and do a little bit of writing that that's going to be important and don't compare yourself to other people um, three um, balance the writing with marketing and promotion so this is important um, I don't think you can do one without the other now you can't just be a writer um, could you ever just be a writer probably not really but you could be 95% writer, 5% marketer back in the day. You can't anymore. Um, the writing is still the most important thing because you can't sell a blank piece of paper. But when you have a book, uh, you are going to need to learn how to market it. You're going to need to learn how to advertise, find readers, deal with those readers, uh, build your mailing list. All of that stuff is, is crucially important. You are going to need to do everything. Um, but just think about um, balancing those tasks with the time you have available um, you know maybe if you're if you're full-time there's not going to be that much time to you know to look at that but I would suggest you know get the writing in prioritize that but then think about looking at the tasks that you've got and, and do them one at a time so if you want to build your mailing list maybe spend a week putting that together look at a course like launchpad uh, work out how we recommend setting up the mailing list and then just hit that task tick it off then move on to social media building those platforms do that tick it off uh, look at learning how to uh, upload to apple um, you know, do that tick it off same goes for google etc etc do them sequentially one at a time always do the writing but then think about those tasks and uh, attack them in the order that you need them don't do everything at once because you it can feel like you're drowning if you do that so uh, look at something a specific task that you know you're going to need learn it do it, automate it if you can. Most of these things can be automated. Never do it again unless you want to modify it. Move on to the next thing. Um, number four, leverage tools and technology. So, I mean, this is something that is is just kind of going exponentially fast, it feels like at the moment, as, um, as AI develops. Um, more and more tools are now suitable for AI. So things like uh, over the weekend, I asked ChatGPT to work out um, the... 100 best-selling German thriller authors over the last five years and it did a pretty good job with that because now it can search the internet um, when it is working on your queries so that was useful um, it won't be long I suspect before we have kind of fully AI integrated platforms that enable us to track sales work out our ad spend our return on investment our read-through all of that it's all coming we're not there yet but the tools that we have today are light years ahead of what we had 10 years ago when I started. I don't have to have a spreadsheet that I kind of um, monitor and modify every night to show um, sales across all platforms. I used to spend half an hour a day doing that. Um, and it was fun because I could see the, the, the gestation and then the birth and uh, accelerated growth of my business. I, you don't need to do that so much these days because even simple things like the KDB dashboard is so much better than it was back in the day. Um, and I think these things are going to get better. So other tools that you can use when I use Trello um, for um, managing my tasks, I also use a simple piece of paper. Um, but Trello is pretty good on my phone. Um, I can uh, note things down whilst I'm walking Scout that I, that I think I need to do. And then I can uh, kind of tick them off as I've done them or, or, or reorder them, depending on what's m most important. Um, and that's, I think it's free. There's a free um, uh, version of Trello, lots of other uh, task management software that you might prefer, but that one works quite well for me. Um, so maybe find something that enables you just to 
um, keep a, a global view on the things that you need to do uh, so that you can look at them clearly and, and formulate a plan that enables you to, to tick them off in, in the order that you need to do them. And then just finally, um, managing burnout and maintaining creativity. Burnout is a thing. There's no question about that. And there have been times over the last couple of months where I have felt probably more so than I've ever felt. This year has been hard for lots of um, lots of different reasons. There's been quite a lot of stuff that I would rather not have had to have done. Uh, but because of my background and history, it made more sense for me to do them than than James, for example. Um, and it it has been challenging there there have been times where i have felt quite stressed and normally i don't really get stressed um it was particularly acute over the last couple of months where and these are i know these are first world problems but i traveled a lot over the last couple of months went to america twice um went to paris was in tenerife for a lovely holiday but you know no work done in any of those weeks which or not much just kind of doing the minimum minimum writing and just kind of making sure the business stuff was done with a lot of kind of additional things, um, legal stuff that I had to wrap my head around. And, you know, I, there's a reason I'm not a lawyer anymore. It's not It's not just because I'm not a very good lawyer. It's because I also didn't really enjoy it. And, and, and having to do that again was not something I really signed. Well, I, did, I did sign up for it, but it's not something I, I would have chosen to have done. Now, there's a, there's a reason I'm doing it. And I think as we announce the, the changes that you're going to be seeing from us in the next, maybe even the next month or so, I think the payoff um, in terms of an exciting new opportunity will be worth the uh, aggravation and the grind that I've had to put in to get there. But it has been hard and, and there have been moments where I've gone, I wish I hadn't done that. I don't want to do it. Um, I just want to write. And that's fine. I think usually that for me feels worse usually later night when I'm tired. Um, a good night's sleep, a bit of exercise. I usually address those things the next day with fresh eyes and they don't seem quite as bad as they did or, or as weighty or um, momentous as they did the the night before but you know it is a thing I, I do get that and I, I know um, uh, writers looking to uh, hit a aggressive relief strategy that is stressful it, there's no way around it it is a very stressful thing to feel that you have to keep up with someone else, someone who's writing a book every every month right I, as i said i can't do that there's no point in me beating myself up about that because even if i had nothing else i don't think i have the temperament to write the amount of words every day um without it without the joy being sucked out of writing which if that happens what's the point i might as well go back to, to work for somebody else and not have to think about this anymore so you know it is it is there's a balance there um just you know if you start to feel that you're taking on too much there's nothing wrong with just going you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stop working today i'm not gonna do anything i'm gonna go and do something completely different and that might be going out for a bicycle ride or, a, or you could walk the dog um you could do you could go shopping you could do whatever it is that you like to do to give you a bit of um uh, r and r that might be what you need to do um because let's be honest if you burn yourself out um you kill the love of writing and if you still i mean i've done this before i've i've made myself write something when i didn't enjoy the process and it was the worst thing i've ever written um and you know you readers know like if you're writing and it's it's an effort and it's a slog they will know um because there'll be no joy in your words um and 
and they won't buy anything from you again because they won't enjoy the book so this it's it's a complete fool's errand to drive yourself to the point where it feels like a sausage factory there's no point in doing that you have your pace and, and you should stick to it and if you need to take a day off because it feels like the pace is a bit too much take a day off think about it maybe slow down a bit it doesn't matter um readers aren't going away uh, you're not we're not in competition with each other it doesn't if you take two months to write a book rather than a, a month if you take six months to write a book rather than a month that's fine um, you're not going to lose your opportunity um, that more and more readers are finding digital uh, reading all the time um, so you don't feel pressured that you need to hit targets that are perhaps unrealistic for you um, there is there is no point in doing that because uh, you won't serve yourself you'll end up giving yourself a headache if you're lucky a nervous breakdown if you're not lucky and um, and there'll be no joy in what you do and I don't really see the point in that if I didn't enjoy this I wouldn't do it uh, luckily enough I love what we do I love writing I love everything else um, but the privilege of getting up in the morning coming to my desk here and just telling stories is something I occasionally have to pinch myself to remember and I would I would absolutely hate to lose the magic in the amazing opportunity that we have now as, as creatives in the 21st century to write directly for our readers anyway that is enough for me i've gone on a bit today uh, but i hope that was that was helpful and gives you an idea of what i do what my process looks like how i juggle a, a fairly full slate um and manage family life as well um it's you know it's good it's you know it, it's hard there are there are days when it's harder than other days but at the end of everything i go to bed at night and i as i said i i have to remind myself Actually, I don't normally have to remind myself. I, I know how lucky I am to be able to do this as a full-time job because I tell you it beats everything else I've ever done before and I can't imagine doing anything that I would enjoy as much. Anyway, I will leave it there for now. We'll be back again next Friday. Uh, me and James will be back and James will have an interview. We'll do some banter. Um, I, I know everyone loves that. Um, and um, in the meantime, I hope you have a really great weekend and I hope you have a fantastic week writing and selling and just enjoying this amazing career that is is possible for us now as uh, independent writers fantastic anyway i will shut up now um, have a great weekend and i'll be back next time bye-bye get show notes the podcast archive and free resources to boost your writing career at selfpublishingshow.com Join our thriving Facebook group at selfpublishingshow.com forward slash Facebook. Support the show at patreon.com forward slash selfpublishingshow. And join us next week for more help and inspiration so that you can make your mark as a successful indie author. Publishing is changing, so get your words into the world and join the revolution with The Self-Publishing Show.